Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast, here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, June 28, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? First and foremost, the obvious. We have another new high for the S&P. However, we have some divergences out here, so that makes things a little bit interesting. We're going to get into all the charts. We're going to look around the horn, check out all the divergences, all the new highs. We're going to look at, from a time perspective, where we are right now and what the implications of that can be. We're coming up into another one of those three-day holiday weekends. The 4th of July holiday falls on a Sunday this time, but I believe they're going to close the market on the following Monday, on July 5th, making it a three-day holiday weekend as we normally get on the 4th of July. So therefore, we have one of those shortened weeks next week, and leading up to the end of this week, we can expect traders to begin to leave the party, go on vacation. The volume will even get lighter than it is now. It's hard to believe, but it can and likely will happen. This is what we call the summer doldrums. Is it going to be like this all summer long? I don't think it will, but right now it is. Therefore, we just deal with the market that's in front of us. We treat the market as it's presented, we take it at face value. And when we see some kind of a change in character, some kind of different thing going on, something out of the ordinary in the 20% of the 80-20 rule, then we adjust accordingly. Until and unless that happens, we treat it as normal garden variety stuff that normally happens. Now, we're coming up into an important time frame. I've been harping on this a little bit over the last week or so. We're coming into the end of the quarter. We're coming into the end of the month. So the end of June is also the end of the second quarter, which is also the end of the first half of the year. It's an important time frame. It's a culmination. It's an ending, another ending, and another ending, which means it's another beginning, another beginning, and another beginning. Does it have to be significant? No, it doesn't but it can be significant. Therefore, I put this kind of stuff up there with awareness. We have to be aware that we're going through a change. We're going through a change in time. Remember, time is more important than price. Just food for thought, did the market just run up or in the process of running up into the end of the month, the end of the quarter, the end of the first half of 2021. Well, it certainly is running up into that time period. That doesn't mean it's going to stop, but again, it's an awareness. Did it just run up into a finishing type of situation? We don't know. I'm not going to say that we're seeing a top. I'm not going to say there's going to be a top on Wednesday. I'm just saying we're aware that we are in the lookout mode for signs and signal of a trend change. If we don't get them, so be it. The market will grind higher. If we do get them, we understand that we're also in an important time frame and therefore it may have more meaning than originally meets the eye. We don't know yet. It's all in awareness. It's on the table. And when we see stuff like this, we're looking at a monthly chart now. When we see stuff like this and we come into important time frames, we don't know if they're going to be as important as, for example, a top, but you start to put things together. This chart 
is out of control. It's in the redonkulous, pretty close to a vertical move. You don't see that on major indices on a long-term chart. Well, you do see it, but it's unsustainable is the point. The challenge is obvious. Where's the top? We don't know. We're at new highs. Therefore, we have to rely on the market to give us feedback and let us in on the secret of where the top comes in. What are we looking for? We're looking for some of the things that occur along with a change in trend, the change in direction, signs and signal of a trend change. Doesn't have to be an all-out crash, doesn't have to be a debacle, although everything starts from somewhere and morphs from there. So we're on the lookout for the market to put in some kind of a turn in the coming days. Let's take a detour for a moment and take a peek inside the numbers. The market was extremely quiet. It was basically on a grind slash chop shop formation all day long. Had a little bit of an end of the day jam session. And by the way, that's pretty much the last thing that we mentioned today. You see the 224 post before I wrapped it up for the day. Could they continue to push into no man's land into the close? And the answer is, sure, why not? What would prevent them from doing so? The difference is, it's not like that's a trade setup. You can't guess and say, well, I think they're going to have a jam session into the close and finish on the high, so I'm going to buy the market. That's a guess. You don't know that they're going to do that. You don't have a high probability situation where it says, hey, this is support. Therefore, if I know that they're breaking below this, it changes the setup, but they should find support in and around this area. That's different from, hey, I think they're going to have a jam session into the close, so let's just buy the market. That's a guess versus a calculated trade. Now we're back to the beginning of the day, and what I'm going to do is simply scroll up. I'm not going to read the notes to you today. You saw what happened. The market was basically quiet, went back and forth, chop shop formation all day long, didn't do anything until the end of the day, little bit of a pullback, didn't even get to a support area, then they took off into the end of the day. That's not a market that's tradable with opportunity, that's just a market that's floating around, it is what it is. You have to take what the market gives you, and sometimes the hardest thing to do, and write this down, the hardest thing to do for traders is keep your hands in your pocket. Let me finish scrolling up. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work regardless of what was said here. It's all relevant information. I'm just pointing out that there really wasn't a lot of activity slash price action in the market today. Not a lot going on, so I figured I would throw up some support for IWM 229.75. Here's what a 10-minute chart looked like. So it came in but then bounced away from and ate time off the clock above 229.75. You see here, hit it and bounced off a little bit. Then they dipped below and they recovered or recaptured it by the end of the day and rallying a little bit. So it was support, they just didn't do it in a straight shot. You see the low here was 229.88 and then they rallied away. But from an intraday perspective, since things were quiet, I figured I would give traders a glance at what I was looking at in the IWM. It was the index that was moving on the downside today, so I figured I would throw some numbers out there. And we're moving along, and you can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts, and double check the work. Keeping in concert with taking a look at the good, the bad, and the ugly, we'll take a look at the list of stocks on the move today. We're going to look at Boeing, XPO, MOXC, Carnival, and EXEL. 
right out of the chute. No great shakes for stocks on the move today. The market was quiet. We didn't get any rocket rides. We really didn't get anything worthwhile today. Boeing, you can see here, the first number was 241.28. Second was 239.16. Found support at both numbers, but it didn't ever do anything. Basically finished the day in between the two. XPO, a little frustrating. Broke through all three numbers today, so my initial number in the morning was wrong. Numbers, I should say, plural, were wrong. But then the whole thing rallied back by the end of the day to get back to the first number, which indicates, hey, there was something to that number. It just didn't do what the thing was supposed to do. It is what it is. This one was frustrating because it closed the second hour of the day below the stop and then decided to turn around and go back in the other direction. So the only thing I have to say about XPO is pound sand. M-O-X-C, this is a no trade. It just dripped into the price and then it hung around all afternoon long. This is a no trade because it dripped into the price after eating time off the clock over the price all morning long. Carnival gave a base hit by the skin of its teeth early in the morning, and then it dripped away for the rest of the day. Hanging out for a cup of coffee, giving the appearance that there's another destination down south. EXEL, it's another one that was just a dud. Comes into the first number, kind of blows through it, hits the second number, goes back toward the first in between, never does anything and drips lower the rest of the day. It's not exactly what we signed up for. Take the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're aware we're not gonna win every trade, we're also aware that the majority of them work out. What's going on over in Camp IWM? We don't need that line anymore. Let's just look at the daily chart for what it is. They came back to run a test of the 20 period moving average. They're above it, they're above all the moving averages, and therefore, the trend is your friend until she dumps you. However, there's a couple of other things that we really need to realize why was it down today while the NASDAQ, which we'll get to later, was up? The S&P was up. It's a divergence, and we don't know if it will persist, but it's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. We can't ignore a divergence, especially when it comes along with or is packaged up with another divergence from the folks down at the transportation department. Before we go over there, just take a glimpse at the weekly chart of the IWM, and you can see... Riding the 20-week moving average, there's nothing wrong with the weekly chart. That remains the case. Could also make a case that the daily chart was quote-unquote on time for them to at least not go any higher or pull back a little bit. Where do I get that information from? Right out of the course, Lazy E-mini Trader. We'll watch for more information on the IWM. We really need more data. Here, we already mentioned the folks down at the Transportation Department and the same thing seems to be going on that was going on before. They've been diverging. They've been dripping away. They've been making bearish patterns and going lower. They've been to the 20-week moving average. Last week, they bounced off of it. What are they doing this week? Are we seeing some kind of bearish pattern develop that might last another couple of weeks? That's certainly possible. We don't know. That's potentially what's happening. What's the line in the sand on the daily chart? How about the most recent breakup candle low? 14,656.43. Or as they say on trading desks, spot 43. You could say a couple of things here. You could say that they're essentially building energy to make another push higher, but how high can they go? 
Are they going to run right into these moving averages, right up into another breakdown candle high? It's possible. We talked last week about them running up into the same spot, which would be what? The last breakdown area. What do markets like to do? They like to run tests of the former breakout and breakdown areas. We know that. This is a monthly chart. Now, the month isn't over yet. It's over in a couple of days, but we have to have an awareness. What's going on here? Did they top out, and are they going to put in a reversal candle on the monthly chart? It's possible. It's not really happening yet. It's in the making, potentially, or could be just a down month. We don't know, but things I'm watching. I'm putting forth the things I'm watching. Just because I'm watching it doesn't mean it's fully developed yet. Doesn't mean it's actually telling us anything yet. I'm watching it. What about the cues? We just looked at the transports that looked horrible. Now we flip over and look at the cues and everything looks peachy keen. They're at new highs. They're grinding higher. Are they doing it into the end of the month, into the end of the quarter, into the end of the first half of the year? It's very possible. We don't know, but it's an awareness that you must put on the table. Other than that, new highs, there's nothing to see here. We don't know how high they'll push. They're in no man's land, therefore you just let them go until they do something different, something to tell you that something has changed. And until you see that thing that slaps you in the face saying, hey, something changed, then it remains the same. It's bullish at new highs. The trend is your friend. Now we see something different. We just look at a chart at new highs. Then we look at the XLF that's essentially making a bearish wedge pattern into the convergence of moving averages. We talked about this last week. They're doing the thing we talked about. So they came up into this breakdown area. Convergence of moving averages, breakdown candle high. They did the thing. They did it, quote unquote, on time. Where do I get that from? I get it out of the course. Lazy e-mini trader. Time is more important than price. Very similar story in the XLF weekly chart that we saw in the transports, which is support from the 20-week moving average. The question is, is that long-term support or temporary support? We don't know yet. Right now, it's just support. Monthly chart, are they putting in a monthly reversal candle or is it just a down month after a series of up months? We don't know yet. We're watching. You watch and analyze until the chart tells you something that you can say, hey, this is as definitive as I need it to be. And when that happens, the reason it's as definitive as you need it to be is because at that point, it would be correct the majority of the time with the complete and full understanding that nothing works 100% of the time. But what's happening is you get to that point where A, you have something to trade against, B, it looks like the thing is a duck. C, if it's not a duck, you'll know it when you see it, and that would be in the 20% or less camp and part of the time. Right now, we're just watching. We're not at the end of the month just yet. What about Smash Mouth? How about new highs? So the Qs and Smash Mouth, which, by the way, is a pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole, they're powering forward. Money was rotating into tech today out of financials, transports. Today was one of those fear of shutdown, so let's rally tech stocks and others, and let's pull the rug out from transports, airlines, cruise lines, all that kind of stuff that would be, quote-unquote, part of the reopening trade. 
So the reopening trade was on halt today. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. It's abbreviated, but it's everything I wanted to and intended to discuss. It's abbreviated for obvious reasons. The market was basically very, very quiet in a grinding, melt-up mode today, so it is what it is. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.